This is Super Black. I am your host, Carl Waldron, and today's topic is Final Fantasy VII's gun-armed hero. That's right. It's Barrett Wallace. Thank you for listening to Super Black again. I am your host, Carl Waldron. If you head over to super.black, you can have all the content we've ever created, plus links to our social, YouTube, Twitch, everything. I appreciate you. Thank you for joining me. If you can tell a friend or two to like and subscribe to the podcast, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. But that being said, let's hop right into the topic. Today is a character that is near and dear to my heart, as I say with every character, but I meant it every time. Barrett Wallace of Final Fantasy VII is one of the most iconic RPG characters these days. I feel like a lot of gamers today grew up playing Final Fantasy VII. I know I did. I I have an interesting, it's not that interesting. I have a story about how I even came into contact with Final Fantasy VII. When I got my PlayStation, they started running ads for Final Fantasy VII. And it, I had never played an RPG before. I was, you know, a kid from the Genesis age. I was playing Mortal Kombat. I was playing Sonic. All these, uh, you know, fighting games or platformers or whatnot. And Final Fantasy VII just looked like the next evolution of gaming. Now, I had no idea where to find this game. But to my surprise, a friend of mine in school had a hookup. So I covertly hired a buddy. Again, this is like in middle school to buy you know Final Fantasy 7 for me the game at the time was 60 something dollars so I physically brought him 60 dollars I don't remember where I had the got the money from I should look my memory banks I wasn't selling anything so where did I get seven almost 70 dollars as like an eighth grader but I brought that amount of money <laughs> To him, and this is before, you know, cell phones or anything like that. This was just like landlines. I had no way of monitoring where my money was going. I just handed my money over to a friend. He took it, and then he disappeared. <laughs> it just left. He went home. Uh, this is the trust we had in friends back in the day. Uh, it, I believe it was a Friday. That Friday, he came back. Not came back, but he came to school. And he had a brown paper bag with him. And he walked to my desk. He didn't, I don't remember him looking at me. He just kind of handed me the bag and walked away. I look in the bag and oh, there it is. The four disc uh, blister case for Final Fantasy VII. When I tell you I was so excited, I couldn't, I don't remember paying attention in school that day. I went home that night. No, didn't. It was a, it was a Friday. So, you know, those are the days you get to stay up late. Cracked the case and I, I was, I, I'm going to use a term here, very lewd term. I was edging the whole night. I didn't play the game. I, I opened up the manual and I read the manual cover to cover. Who cares? Just play the game. Nope. I sat there reading. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to stretch this out as long as possible. I read the manual, read up on all the characters, Barrett included. And then finally, after like an hour, popped in the game and disappeared into Final Fantasy VII. I was introduced to Barrett. He was one of the first characters that, you know, popped up on screen. I was like, oh, look, you know, 
a black guy. That's literally how I reacted every time I saw a person of color in a video game. Because, you know, there were, I mean, not few and far between, but, you know, few and far between. So I clocked his gun arm and I kind of hoped that he would be, you know, a central character. And he was. And, you know, I don't have too many stories about playing the game and kind of interacting with Barrett. You know, you, if you play the game, you kind of get it. But he does have a pretty tragic backstory. He does have some depth to him. But I, I, I played the game. I, it's one of Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy VII became one of my favorite games of all time. To this day, still love that game. Um, and I didn't think too hard about it. But when they announced the Final Fantasy VII remake, and it came out was two years ago or something. It finally dawned on me, and I, I never really put it together, that Barrett is a terrorist. Man, what a what a shock to the system, huh? I'm sure, as I say it, if you are a fan of the game, you're like, well, yeah, that's his thing. But to me, I was like, oh, yeah, the, I didn't really put it all together. He is an eco-terrorist. Now, he's fighting to save the planet by blowing up a bunch of... Are reactors that are draining energy out of the out of the planet, but that is terrorism. Now I looked up the definition of terrorism to solidify my thought, and yeah, crimes affecting both people and property, such as arson or bombing, and property crimes such as vandalism. That's a domestic terrorist. Um, Barrett is an eco terrorist who runs a group called Avalanche. Again, do you get the, like, pun thing there? Like, he, he runs a eco-terrorist group that is named after a natural disaster. I, I, wonder, I wonder how how much synergy went into naming that group when they figured out, you know, oh, you know, an avalanche is a, is a natural disaster and they're trying to stop natural disasters by blowing up <laughs> these industrial complexes. I don't know. <laughs> but I always thought that was an interesting wrinkle to what essentially is the hero or one of the heroes of the Final Fantasy VII story. Now, the fact that he is, you know, a black man with a gun for an arm was always strange to me. I, I loved... <laughs> I love the weird sort of, I don't know if it's called, I don't know if it's a stereotype, but he's definitely portrayed, at least in the American version, as this very gruff, screaming, just emotional, uh, angry character. Just always stern and mad, angry, screaming, cussing at your, uh, at Cloud, the main character. Uh, a, a very large portion of his dialogue in the American version are just like asterisks and stuff to signify that he's cursing. And I don't know. We, I, uh, a buddy of mine and I had an old episode of the, the podcast where we talked about um, sort of the, the traits of black characters in video games. And Barrett tends to fall in line with a, a couple of them. Uh, but his, his demeanor and his 
look all scream very I, I don't know how to classify it but he's not he, he has very stereotypical black traits his original design is you know a flat top he's very big very strong he has a gun for an arm and then later on in sort of the animes that that uh, precede the, the the game he has cornrows uh, in what is it final fantasy advent children the the animated feature the 3d animated feature he has cornrows and then in the final fantasy 7 remake it's just you know he has the flat top again this weird mr t type haircut uh but yeah he he is portrayed in I, I hate using the word stereotypical fashion, but he does he does fit in line with how black characters are portrayed in Japanese RPGs. There. Kind of kind of falls in line. But let's dig a little deeper into who Barrett is, right? Yes, he's an eco-terrorist, sure. He's very angry. Yes, he has a gun for an arm that you can customize, which I always thought was interesting. He can almost like he can twist the gun off and put a different gun on. It's just this big barrel. Um, like minigun and he could put on like a laser uh, he could put on a cannon I remember he had like this weird cannon attachment for his arm uh, but besides all that combat anger and screaming stuff Barrett is a stepfather or a father I should say he's uh, he's father to a little girl named Marlene who is the daughter of his best friend who he thought was dead and a storyline in the game is he he finds out his friend is not dead. His friend also has a gun for an arm, and they kind of explain how they both get uh, opposite gun arms. And they get into this sort of disagreement with who, not only who should be Marlene's father, but who is whose hands are clean enough to hold their daughter. As in, like, they've both done so much dirt. They've both done so much bad. Are either one of them good enough to be father to this girl, Marlene? And it, you know, obviously Barrett comes out on top and he has this sort of, you know, deep questioning of, you know, is he, is, are the things that he's done in the name of like saving the planet just him justifying being an evil bastard and if so how is he capable of looking at his daughter in the eyes it's pretty deep stuff final fantasy 7 has some pretty deep storylines they also have some you know ridiculous nonsense in it but for a character like barrett to both be you know a father to this this little girl marlene and to take it upon himself to try and save the planet for her he specifically says, he's like, I'm doing this so that Marlene has a place to live. She has a place to grow up. She doesn't die. I'm trying to save the planet so that my daughter has a life. And, you know, you can make arguments to, you know, whether or not that's true, if he's doing it selfishly and, or, or if he truly is doing it for his daughter. But it gives his character a lot of depth when you kind of just when you think of the character and you think of this very angry, very gruff guy who just shoots everything, that's his thing. He's, throughout the game, he 
flips out and just shoots at people with his gun arm. But then you realize that he does have a life outside of all that anger. He He's a very loving dad. His daughter loves him very much. And everything he's doing in-game is to save and protect her uh, in his own way. And his way is by kicking the crap out of Shinra and later Sephiroth, one of the craziest characters to ever <laughs> enter a video game. Sephiroth has a, a sword that's taller than him. How do you even wield that? Because he's not real. We're not getting into that. <laughs> so Barrett, if you've never seen Barrett, he got the, uh, like I said, the flat top, the gun arm, weird uh, cutoff vest. He is, at least in the Final Fantasy VII remake, an amazing character to use. He's very versatile. He's a long-range character, shooting guns from the backside. From the, from the backside. What does that mean? From the back of the party. I, the more I speak, the more I realize you really have to be into Final Fantasy VII to understand what I'm saying. So, to kind of pull it back a bit, we've talked about Barrett and his look. We've talked about... Uh, his demeanor. <laughs> We've talked about the fact that he is a father. And we also kind of touched upon the fact that he, in, in his mind, he's doing everything in his power to save the planet by committing these, you know, acts of domestic terrorism. Uh, which, in its own, you can have a very deep conversation. I, I remember... It was a writer. I don't. It was a TikTok of a writer, and it said the definition of a really good villain is someone who's identified a problem and has fixated on the exact wrong way to accomplish that. To 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 fix it. So someone who's identified a problem, and the solution that they've decided to go with is completely and utterly wrong. But they're they know that they can fix the problem with this horrible solution. And I feel like Barrett has a lot of that in him. But you are you are following this character through his journey, not his journey, you're following through Cloud's journey with Barrett. And every wrong decision they make turns out to be the right one. But with like amazing collateral damage. So if you really, you don't even have to really think about it. Avalanche being Barrett, Cloud, Tifa, Wedge, Biggs, and Jesse. That's the core group in the beginning of the game. Commit acts of domestic terrorism that result in the deaths of so many people. So many people. And as a main character, you are... You are carrying out these acts. <laughs> and so it you become the good guy at the end because you, of course, the evil corporation that you are blowing up is doing evil things. They raise an anime god and you have to kill that anime god. And you, you know, you end up saving the planet in at the end. But at the beginning, there's a whole intro section that kind of teaches you the game, and you are committing these these crimes and you are the bad guy <laughs> you're the bad guy in that story now there are many people in the game that oppose Shinra and everything but 
Barrett and Cloud and all these people, they blow up these places, which then leads Shinra to dropping an entire city on top of the slums of another city, murdering millions of people or, or hundreds of thousands of people. I don't know how many people are getting murdered, but it's a huge deal. It's a moral, morally questionable intro to the game. And the leader of that group is the character we're talking about now. I think that's Final Fantasy VII has a lot of depth hidden behind anime nonsense. And it's one of the reasons why I love that game, uh, especially the remake. If you haven't tried the remake before, play it. It's fun. If you don't like video games, you know, whatever. You're listening to the podcast. Hopefully you can, I, I, I make you interested in playing some games. Video games are fun. You know, they're good pastime. Um, this is my pastime. And <laughs> that's kind of the long and short of the entire show. But that's kind of Barrett in a nutshell. He's a terrorist. He's a black guy. He has a gun for an arm. He is a father. He has some depth. He has some history to him. And if you're lucky, if you play the original game, you can play this weird snowboarding level as Barrett. So you see this gigantic, uh, fluffy, polygonal Barrett just cutting up the slopes uh, in, in times of crisis. It's such, it's such a strange, strange game. Um, as a recommendation, there is a series on YouTube by a man named Tim Rogers. And it's on, I believe it's on Kotaku's YouTube page. I'll put a link to it in the in the article or the, the show notes that gives you a different perspective on Barrett and his kind of gruff demeanor as he's portrayed in the American uh, version of the game versus how he's portrayed in a Japanese version of the game. And it's a very in-depth, very interesting translation of Final Fantasy VII uh, Tim lived in Japan, I believe, and learned Japanese. So he he goes through the dialogue of Final Fantasy VII and translates it for you. He goes through the, the Japanese uh, version and translates it from Japanese to uh, English and explains how Barrett and Cloud's relationship uh, blossoms from this sort of dismissive, work for hire at the beginning to what is essentially a big brother, little brother relationship later on in the game that you don't necessarily get from the American version, the way they translated it. So if there was anything I would say is a, is a recommendation, I think that's it. It's a really, really engaging, or at least for me it was, a really engaging look at the game's dialogue and how game dialogue can be translated different based on, you know, who did it and kind of the context that they're trying to get across. So go watch that YouTube series. It's amazing. It's, it's long. It's like 11 episodes and it culminates in a very beautiful manner. Uh, Tim tells very personal stories within it too. So it might make you cry. Uh, if I had emotions, it would have made me cry. Um, but definitely go, go check out that Tim Rogers series on YouTube. All right. 
that's all I have for Barrett on uh, on this version of Super Black. This episode. Why did I say version? This episode of Super Black. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, you got a little bit out of it. If you liked Final Fantasy VII, hopefully you learned a little bit more about Barrett. Uh, if you already knew all this stuff, thanks for listening all the way through. Uh, if I got something wrong, it's wrong. I mean, I'm just, you know, you can tell me if you want, but it's just, uh, I can't. I can't then replace this audio. It's just, it's on audio. It's, it's done. Um, but yeah, definitely let me know if I got something wrong. Uh, thank you again for listening. Again, head over to super.black. H-T-T-P, uh, what's it, colon? <laughs> Semicolon? No, it's colon, slash, slash, super.black. That is the website. You can find all of our articles, all our old podcasts, all our fun takes on black fandom, black superheroes, and black characters right there. It's all there for you. All our socials are there, too. We are on Twitch. We'll be on YouTube soon. Very excited. Very happy to be doing this. Thank you again for listening. I appreciate you. Full stop. <laughs>